Welcome back to Alchemy Through Artistry. Today on the show, we welcome back Leah Live Free, and we talk about creating space, setting a space, holding a space. What is a space? What's a container? And how can we create a container to do our healing, to do our teaching, our speaking, and to be ourselves? It's all a little ambiguous, but the best speakers and artists have really honed this skill. So join us for this conversation into what it means to hold a space. Hey, this is Sarah Rogo, and you're listening to Alchemy Through Artistry, a podcast where we dive into what it means to be an artist and to live a healthy, balanced, creative life. So whether you're a musician, painter, writer, or entrepreneur, life can be challenging, but also overflowing with beauty. So follow me on my own journey as I figure it out for myself through conversations and experiences. For me, setting space means preparing myself to be in the listening, preparing myself to be available to show up as the best version of myself. So in a lot of ways, setting a space is not only my responsibility, but it's very much my signature in the way I show up in the world. Hmm. I've noticed with you, um, just knowing you as a friend, as a leader, as a healer, you are a pillar for whatever room or whatever space you walk into. And you don't impose um, impose yourself on a space, you kind of let the space um, breathe as it naturally is. And that's something that I, I really appreciate about you. And I see your full power there. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, that's a funny question. And I'm still learning how to answer it. But the best way I could share is I call myself freedom facilitator, or more so even more so freedom frequency. I love to provide a space, a safe space for people to show up and gather using some of the most ancient technology on the planet, gathering in circles, where we breathe together. We set an intention through intentional conversation. We work with voice activation and group song work, personalized mantra affirmation. We also work with movement medicine, specific embodied movements and sigils that allow the body to be fully open channel, the spine alive, the whole system and circuitry present and personalized ritual. So attuning to the season and where everyone is at or the specific intention of the ceremony, which is an intentional gathering space. And when we all tune in together within this frequency of freedom and we use these liberating practices, everybody has an opportunity to tap into that feeling of self-embodiment, self-empowerment, self-righteousness, and a deep, deep, deep cellular remembrance. And I share primarily through women's work in circle spaces, as well as men's work in circle spaces, retreats and immersions, deep gatherings, one-on-one work. I share much voice activation and embodiment coaching. And I also share music, so embodiment rituals in a musical space. So just a, just a little little dazzle of some things I love. <laughs> in an essence, you're a professional space holder. You're, you're a professional container maker. I mean, I've seen you in action before um, as a witness, but then also within um, your own circles as well, just being a part of your awesome healing work. And I've just been um, so enamored with how you instantly... Um, I don't like the word command a space, but you, you do, you, you, you have, um, a feeling for energy and you're able to summon the appropriate energies and move energy around and shift it and calm, calm souls down and, um, really bring in the essence of magic into a space. And this is something that I'm so interested in because, as a performer, you know, you, you look at some, some performers, some musical artists, and you think, 
or even public speakers and you think, man, I, I am just have chills down my spine. They're, they're so commanding of, of the presence. And then you see other performers. Yeah, they're great, but they, they don't have this, like this, um, vibe that is just curating the energy of the room. And I really wanted to, you're, you're really the main person that I wanted to talk to about this because I see it firsthand from you, how you, how you instantly just hold a room together. Let's see. Yeah, so what, what was your journey um, in kind of, in a short nutshell, your journey of, of getting where you are today um, in terms of learning how to hold space? Oh, boy. Well, in a nutshell, I was raised in the mountains. I grew up in Montana. I grew up in Idaho. And I had such a profound gift of having an opportunity to be in big, big nature. And I'm talking nature that humbles you. You go outside and you feel itty-bitty small alongside your surroundings. And for me, this required a, a level of listening to learn where I fit into this space and and how to to be with the earth in a way that was harmonious. I also grew up with parents that my father is a woodsman and deep in the earth, and my mother is just the sweetest prayer I've ever known. So it was a beautiful combination to birth my offerings and my awareness the way I walk in the world. But for me, that personal practice came at a very young age of having time and space where my parents would allow me to be in my own space by myself. Um, without any siblings or friends around to be in my own personal inquiry about what was happening around me. That was, I mean, it was a very young age. So for my whole life, I'd, I'd enjoyed gathering people and bringing them out into that space and working in close space with my family. And, and the lessons that I'd learned in my personal practice outside, I would love to integrate with the people that I love dearly closely inside and more inside a mental space. So getting, I always love to ask questions of, of, you know, about people's emotional states or their spiritual awareness or their psychological interest, because it fascinated me my whole life. So went in and I studied um, neurological psychology in college and yoga therapy in the language of the body and different modalities of soundscape and sound healing. And all of this essentially puddled up to just the perfect cocktail where I was essentially thrown in the pot of like, girl, you got the tools. It's time to share of inviting people into my space and saying that this is a space that we are going to explore song, movement, breath, and truth. And these are the practices that have supported me so deeply through my own personal practice and integration of them. And I'm happy to share them with you in hopes that they can support you in your own personal levels of freedom. And it was essentially just an experiment, you know. It's like when you when you find, I think as humans, when we find the secret or when we tap into something that's like a oh yes, our nature is to share it. You know, we we want to go tell someone, we want to share our mas- our magic, our medicine. So bringing people into a circle space began, I'd say about three years ago, uh, more consistent consistently in the way I would share, and it was. The first time was just a radical success in the sense that everyone was on the same page, deeply moved, deeply touched, and very easily integrated the practices that we worked through together and then continued to ask for more. So um, a really good cue for me when you're on track and when it's time to continue creating is when where there's being a request outward, you know, like if you're the one in your friend group that people are like, how did you do that? How did you do that? There's, there's a teacher role that wants to happen. You study long enough and then the, the sharing happens. So that was the beginning of that journey. And as I refined my personal practice, it, it really bled into a communal sharing space. And not only that, but creating a safe space for others to activate their own and then share their own medicine, their own truth, their own levels of embodiment. But it came through personal practice, like as you, I'm sure you understand with, with your music and with your art, like you had to dive into your own wonder and fascination with it first and feel enamored before it was like, oh my God, time to share. Allowing the pillars of presence to be the foundation and the pillars of passion, um, passion and presence 
you know, are, are just such key ingredients in what we do as, as artists and as healers. Um, and, you know, we, we both do different work, but it's also both very, very similar, you know, like I, I command a, a stage and an audience and, um, you command a certain type of stage in an audience as well. Um, we do have different, although similar in essence, different, um, you know, different practices within that. And I think this is really cool to kind of compare. So I'm wondering, you know, you know, what do you think of when you're setting up a space? Like, obviously you need like the physical space, like you, you know, you might want your sage or, um, this or that, or making sure it's comfortable. The lighting's good, I'm sure. But I know there's so much more to a space than physically. And I, I just wanted to kind of ask, how do you set up a space? Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, this is, this is a mastery code. And I think we can all resonate with maybe that one presentation that was put on by one of our bosses, um, or a college professor, or a musician, or a mother that just gathered her kids' presence in the way that she spoke. It takes a level of personal preparation. So for me, time is always helpful. If I know that I have a specific offering, I like to cater my day around it as if that were the peak of my day, the offering were the, was the top of the mountain. All of the pieces that arrive me to the top of the mountain that day are pieces that are going to support the presentation essentially. So for me, uh, of course, yeah, you want to make sure the space feels good within itself, but it, it's not required. It's not necessary. Someone who carries that medicine with them, they bring the space wherever they go, they could be sharing it in a cold garage and it, it wouldn't translate any differently beside the level of like external comforts. Um, but for me, it, it is my own personal practice. So giving myself time in the day to breathe, to be in my own meditation or encouraging you to be in your own in whatever way supports you, whatever that looks like, where I find peace, stillness, clarity of mind. A lot of that comes from me through movement of my body, put on some music and just intuitively move. Getting my feet into nature is a huge piece of me for setting the space. Even if it means like walking a few minutes down the street to put my feet in the dirt, um, it's important for me. And then upon arrival, yeah, having my, my tools, I like to have a little toolbox set I have like a little medicine bag that has my, it's pre-prepared that has my rattles and um, any of the smudge sticks, which are helpful to support the sacred smudge tools for moving energy, you know, different types of sacred smoke blends as incense to move energy, or I'll have my instruments packed or a specific uh, piece of clothing. So it's ready to go. And similarly to the the superheroes that we see that they wear their talisman and they have the, the things that they always show up with and these are their superpowers it's really important to me to tune into what i am wearing and to make sure i feel comfortable in what i what i'm adorning myself with or if i have a specific piece of jewelry that activates confidence or it makes me feel calm or it makes me feel grounded depending on the energy that i'm intending to share in that space i will put that on intentionally to support the foundation. And yeah, there's, there's nothing worse than like trying to show up in your fullest self when your pants are way too tight and you can't breathe. Like, it's awful. <laughs> Preach, girl. Honestly, I don't even perform with shoes on anymore. Like usually I just take them off and I'm on, I was at a huge festival. I was, it was like a huge festival. I don't know. I was playing and I just like, I had these like cute, sexy boots and whenever I roll up backstage, I took them off to like, um, to like just get ready. And then I fucking walked on stage, not even realizing I didn't have my shoes on. I'm like, well, there we go. And since then, like, I haven't, I haven't been wearing shoes unless if it, like a, a, an establishment like requires me. To. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And I'm so with you. Gosh, yeah. I, no, I hear you too. And also for me, it's like the basic essentials. Yeah. So keep it simple. And the nourishment for me is huge to make sure that my body is properly nourished. Like if you were to ask your body in the morning, when you wake up, what is it that you actually want today? And this is just intuitive eating or anytime you feel in hungry or before you're even hungry, what, what is my body craving? Um, for me, for whatever reason, it's almost always soup. So your girl eats a lot of soup, but it's nice. Lots it, of noodles. Yeah, a lot of noodle soups. It, it coats the throat and it is very relaxing and nourishing and calming for my central nervous system. 
Um, I know that when I'm going to be sharing and speaking out loud, it's not good for me to do like the coffees with the milks, like those, if you're a speaker or a share, just a good thing to know. Um, which I'm sure you know, but when you're working with like thick coated dips and milks, you think about it just kind of coating over your vocal cords and it makes it harder to share. So I try to do a lot of really light teas and water and then bring extra water wherever I go. So I have it and I feel supported that way. I didn't just eat like six tacos and I'm stuffed. Like I, I eat light and I'm ready to go and nourish, nourish more deeply later. So those are some pieces that really come in for me setting a space. And I love to air up, go ahead. Um, I, I was saying, I love to air out the space. If I have an opportunity to get some fresh air into the room, wherever I am, or if it's indoor or outdoor, um, open a window or carry a fan, a prayer fan, or just, you know, a little, <laughs> whatever it is, just to kind of move the energy around, get some fresh air in the space is really helpful. And if there is no fresh air in the space to make sure I put myself in the presence of the fresh air. So I have a deep, fresh breath to bring into the space. Those are some, some key points I would say. I actually want to come back to, um, the saging thing and, um, the, you know, the element of, of smoke or moving energy around, because, you know, some people who are, who are listening might not have heard of that technique or understand that technique. And it's, it's more involved than anyone would ever think. Um, so can you talk a little bit about like kind of energy and, and smoke and, 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 um, saging or using Palo Santo or something as a tool, um, to clear and move energy? Absolutely. So before I dove into this whole world, I thought it was, it was only the hippies that burned the incense and I didn't fully understand them. I just heard you light up. I'm going to light up with you. I just heard a little flicker. Yeah. So in most indigenous Aboriginal practices and really at the root of most ritual practices for where they're invoking a ceremony space, which could mean many things. Again, ceremony being a place of gathering where the intention is similar. Smoke is a huge piece of the ritual and depending on where you are on the planet and what materials are available through the earth. They work with different types of dried herbs that when you light them on fire, the smoke actually scientifically, all of the little particles move into the air and they say that they encircle around like little dust bunnies or any bacteria in the air and they essentially diminish them. They just, they put out that little fire with the smoke. Um, So that's a, holistic property and like a healthful property but they say that smoke is is the, one of the greatest carriers so in many of these traditions the sacred smokes are said to carry prayers and they'll burn sacred smokes throughout ceremonies and different points of the prayers to essentially waft what is here on the earth and bring it up into the ethers so from what is known and tangible to the unknown and it bridges the connection between the earth to the heavenly realms which is very often what we're doing when we tap into our creative flow like what's inside of us the art that we're making and conjuring and then the way that we give it out into a space and create space with it. So something as simple as moving a piece of uh, a bundle of sage into each and every corner of your room or each and every corner of the space that you're going to be setting with intention, you'd be amazed at how it feels in that space. It, It clears out energy similarly to if you were to clap your hands within a space, you have a specifically wavelength that's moving in the space already. That's the energy, right? Just like speed of light. It's always moving. It's always moving. And if you snap your fingers, if you clap your hands, it breaks up the energy that's there and it pattern interrupts it. And then it allows it to neutralize and resettle itself. So although it sounds kind of woo woo, it is very much an, a scientific and energetic practice and sacred smokes have been a very powerful way for me to just clear space and lay some prayers down. As you, you know, as you light the smoke to just set your intention, setting the intention for this space to be, you know, full of protection and grace and that it may be supported. And may I share a piece? This is really important. If you're smudging, which is what they call it, 
if you're smudging your room, let's say, let's say your, your roommate comes back home in a really bad mood and you just feel it in the house and you want to smudge the house, you set the intention, right? I want to purify my space. And also <laughs> as you're, as you're moving the sage around, you want to set the intention that any of the energy that is being collected in the space that you want to get rid of goes back to somewhere that whether you send it back, you know, to the sun, back into the earth, back into the wind, wherever it goes. But a lot of people, when they say just space, there's no intention of where the energy goes. And then it's just like, goes it to your neighbor's house, which is really impolite. <laughs> so, <laughs> How rude. You want to make sure that, you know, you open up the circle, open the space and then close it intentionally. Yeah, that's really interesting because, you know, I myself, um, obviously in every establishment that I play music in, I can't exactly light on fire a bundle of sage and walk around. <laughs> but, you know, I, I have actually learned so much about my own spiritual practice by playing in places that are like bars or clubs or places that feel very thick and kind of a mucky energy. Um, and I have realized the power of intention. You know, when I sound check is always, if you have the opportunity to sound check as a musician or a public speaker or a teacher or anything, do it. Um, if you don't have the time, that's okay. You can do this on the spot. But my process is, you know, I, I, I get there as early as I can. I get all set up. So I'm comfortable in my comfortable clothes, my non-performance clothes. And I take the time to look at every corner at almost every tile on the ground, every nick in like the tables, I walk around and I just acknowledge the space for holding me for what it does. And in, in many lineages, you know, of shamanism and spirituality, you know, before a, a ritual or as you said, a space, you draw a circle kind of around the area that you're doing your work in. So I'll draw one circle around myself. Just when I say draw a circle, I can just envision a circle around myself. If um, I'm not afraid to be looking weird, I'll just like put my finger up in the air. I'll sometimes spin around with my guitar, but I'll draw one circle around myself, one around my band, um, one around the bar, uh, like the whole, the whole venue. And then one around um, even the city and then into the kind of the cosmos. Um, so they're just kind of like layers of circles. So like my immediate circle that's wrapped around me is like kind of my own protection and my own sacred ground. And then the unity of my band and then the unity of the establishment that is here to see me play or the festival or something. And um, And I think there's also something to be said for... Um, even, and we'll talk in a little bit about your process of opening up, um, kind of your, opening up a space, but I'll, um, choose a song, um, or even instrumental song to start my set off that really calms me and makes me feel connected to the universe. And in that song, it's like my, my sage, my smoke in that song, I set my intention and I, and I carry it with my voice to the heavens and, and beyond and to all the people I bless every person in the room. People don't know I'd be doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, they don't know I'm doing this. I could be playing rock and roll. You know what I mean? What but that's a doesn't show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. What is this weird hippie chick doing? Um, not wearing shoes, blessing us. Um, but yeah, no, I could be playing rock and roll and I'm like, I'm there. I'm looking at every human being, just acknowledge, acknowledging that they want to be seen. Um, and to me, that's what helps me set my personal space is really, um, feeling the humanity Ooh. in the space itself, whether you're in a bar or I'm playing music in a yoga class, in a healing circle, it doesn't matter. Just acknowledging each soul as an individual. Oh, babe, wherever you're at, you might just want to pause and replay that whole bit. Because those are, those are true space holder codes. Thank you. What's your process for, for starting, um, kind of starting a circle or setting a space? Do you say any particular types of prayers or um, wh what do you do or say? Or um, do you have any rituals or practices? Just, just a couple. 
for me personally. For for me as well, when I enter a space, I encircle it with my intention. And honestly, focus is is so important. You know, you go in with crystal arrow intention and you'd be you'd be surprised with any conversation you have if you were to set an intention or create a focal point. It creates so much more ease and clarity in the way that you speak. So going into a space and drawing a circle and essentially having that be like the magnifying glass. This is where my awareness and intention is encircled at this time. And again, not every time can you burn smoke or whatever. I work a lot with snapping my fingers or clapping my hands because I, I work deeply with sound and also toning. And, I, and I'll just move energy in the space however I need to acknowledge every corner and then before people come in, I like to have myself seated and I make myself in a position that my spine feels full of integrity, long and aligned and steady. And I, I know that I'm going to be comfortable to sit for a while and take some deep breaths for myself. I love to put my hands on the earth and just give the acknowledgement to the land of wherever I am for holding me exactly where I need to be in this time. And I infuse the love from my heart down into my hands and I pulse it into this, the foundation of the space. And again, say those prayers that everyone that enters into this space feels welcome, supported, exactly where they need to be, and they receive whatever is here for them. And then I make sure I drink a lot of water, usually go to the bathroom a few times, and get myself just, just calm and steady. And then almost every circle space that I hold, I encourage everyone to come in in a space of curiosity and personal reverence and silence so to come in quietly and make their way into the center again this is not something that happens you know if you're in a bar or if you're playing at like a live venue people are chatting but for me to set the intention for there to be everyone kind of buzzes in and then they find the beehive like right in the center you come right in and we sit down and usually I will just begin to breathe loudly and so deeply and so consistently that it invites a breath of everyone that I'm there with. And that's a really powerful responsibility for you know performers, leaders, teachers, speakers. When the eyes are on you, there is so much that you can invoke without saying a single word. You are the example of how you wish to be received in the space. So and I have, I've played at bars before and I've done festival gigs and there's been, you know, lots of drug use outside, I'm sure, and all kinds of things. But because of the intention of the way I show up, how I'm standing, the permission I'm giving through my own personal embodiment, it is absolutely wild how that can shift the energy of the space. So in holding the steadiness in my breath, I invite in more lungs and it begins to create a collective pulse, this deep breath. And I will then bring my hands on the earth, invite everybody to just feel their foundation. And then for me, I guess I guess we're going in. Are you with me, sister? It's happening. <laughs> of course you are. I love to begin meeting my right palm with my left palm in front of my heart in alignment with my spine. And for many cultures, this is the symbol of prayer, yes? And regardless of what you resonate prayer to be, how you understand it, the truth of prayer is it is a conversation, it is an offering, it is an intention set to something that is higher than you, that is done in a good way. And when we Pray with our hands in this position. It allows the right palm, which supports and symbolizes the energy of the masculine and that right brain, the logical brain, pressed into the left palm, which is the feminine, the mystical, and the intuitive, that left brain. And it merges them right down the center line of the body. And it's also been said that the right hand is the hand of God and the left hand is the hand of man. And where they meet in the center, there's harmony. And at the least, when you press your palms together and you begin to breathe in this way, you can feel the pulse between your palms and you can feel that amplification of your heartbeat, which is my favorite, favorite, favorite reminder and sound to meditate to. It will bring you right back to a place of stillness if you allow yourself to tune in. So inviting you as the listener, if you have a moment, if you'd either like to join us in this practice or if you'd like to 
engage into a higher level of listening, all is welcome here. So bridging the palms together in the center and inviting the most nourishing inhale of today. Just a collective and exhale, audible exhale. Inhaling as we receive and open up this circle space. Giving equal acknowledgement to the four directions and their elemental archetypes that are supported within us and without. First giving our acknowledgement to the north and to the earth for holding us and supporting us. Knowing that every step that was laid was laid for me to arrive right here, right now, exactly where I need to be, exactly as I am. May every exhale allow me to soften and anchor more deeply into the earth. Representation of abundance forever at my fingertips and right beneath my feet whenever I desire to tap in. We thank you, we love you, and we welcome you. Aho. To the east and to the air, fresh breath of life moving through my lungs, wafting over my brain and carrying with it any chatter of my mind, any doubt, any place where I feel disconnect, giving it to the wind, great teacher of non-attachment, inviting you to breathe through these lungs in a way that refreshes, renews, and even may surprise me at the fullness of my capacity to receive you, whether you may be manifested in sound or song or silence. May you know that you're welcome here. We love you. Aho. To the south and to the fire, great fire, pure of fire. Thank you for igniting that torch within our hearts, that equal resonance of passion to arrive right here, right now, exactly as we need to be. To any pieces of us that we re- wish to release, let go of any of the emotions that are moved in this space, we offer it into the fire to be burned, renewed, restored, returned into the light it once came from and will always return to. We thank you, we love you, and we welcome you. To the west and to the water, great teacher of all that is surrender, thank you. Thank you for holding us while we float here for a moment. Inviting you to match your mastery within us at a cellular level so we may continue to find ourselves in spacious ease, trusting in where we're carried, moving with intelligence, feeling completely nourished, satiated, and quenched with every breath we take from this place. We thank you. We love you and we welcome you. Aho. To all that's above, all that's to come, the future and the great mystery, trust you. Grandfather, son, Grandmother Moon, all the star people, inviting in those that are here with us in a good way, angels, archangels, masters, ascended masters, guides and guardians, those who walk with us in a good way, those we've loved and lost that have crossed over to the other side, the wisest of our line and lineage ancestrally, thank you for showing up in this space in wisdom, protection, and grace through the filter of unconditional love and unconditional love only. We welcome you. To all that's below, the shadow, the teaching of the deeps, all that's woven up until this point, thank you for the opportunity to experience myself on this end of the spectrum. Thank you for the opportunity to experience the contrast within life to anything that is moving, growing, and transitioning within the roots that we do not quite have the opportunity of seeing. May you know that we acknowledge you. Any of these pieces that desire to be made way into the light, may you know that you're welcome to do so. It is a safe space and through the filter of unconditional love and unconditional love only. We love you and you're welcome here. Oh. Drawing my hands on to my body, holy vessel, body temple, open channel. Thank you for showing up. for every step you've taken up until this point, from every beat of your heart, knowing that you are 
exactly as you are, exactly as you're supposed to be, in perfect timing, in the perfect place. At this time, calling all of myself back to my body. All of me returned to my body. Any pieces of me that are in past, present, or future timelines. Any pieces of me that are tied up in others' energies or expectations. Releasing those energies now and drawing all pieces of myself back to my body. To any pieces of my mind that are still caught up in the doing, allowing them to soften into the being in this moment. Feeling the support. Full support in every direction. Knowing that all of me is welcome here. All of you is welcome here. Aho, I am. And when you feel ready, slow and steady, just to begin to wake the body back up, anchoring it into the space if you want to wiggle your toes or fingers, touch the earth, receive a rhythmic breath, flutter your eyelids back open if they were closed. And just noticing for a moment how you feel within the space. Thank you. Thank you for that. I think that is just so great for, for people to witness because no matter what you practice, what, you know, what spirituality practices you have or religious or non-religious, um, the experience of uh, being in the presence of someone who holds such good space um, is alchemizing. And I would love for you to just kind of touch upon some of the points within that invocation, in that prayer. Um, can you touch a little bit ab about elemental recognition, about calling in the elements mm -hmm. um, for people who are not necessarily aware um, of that practice or even what it's all about? Absolutely. So first off, I would encourage you to pray in whatever way supports you. And if this prayer is silent, deep breaths, then perfection. Throughout my study and the places I have visited, the holy places all over the world where I've sat with elders and teachers, medicine people, there has been a commonality of them acknowledging the full spectrum of space that they are inhabiting. So when you say that you create a practice that allows you to connect to the universe, this is a very practical way to bring awareness onto the earth realm. So this is very much known as a form of Native American prayer, but it is also indigenous Aboriginal prayer that spans out through timelines, lineages, and really across the entire world. And everyone has their own variation of it, but acknowledging the four directions that we know, the north, east, south, and west, and the elemental archetypes that support them, the earth, air, fire, and water. And this is, you know, at the center point of that compass of every direction, there's you in the center, and you have the choice of any direction that you'd like to choose to go. And just nice to feel encircled and to give your thanks and honoring to the land that's holding you. And they say in these teachings and traditions, when you give thanks and you essentially ask permission to show up in a space that way, you ask permission by giving your thanks, you feel so much more supported in the space. And this is something I've learned that has really supported me. It doesn't have to be the entire prayer, but just to do it like a full circle spin and then feel yourself strong in the center. Beautiful. And then to acknowledge the elements and the elemental archetypes, understanding that the earth, air, fire, and water are not only without, but they are within us. And it is the perfect alchemy that creates a living, breathing organism. So to give acknowledgement for all of the moving pieces of this divine machine. So I may be in the center and I may feel strong and steady within myself. I think that's amazing. Can you just um, touch upon each of the, the elements and kind of um, say what each of them represent in, in certain ways? Absolutely. So through more of the Native American lineage and tradition, because it depends on where you are in the world, and I've heard some variations, but the one that resonates most deeply with me is the north is the earth, 
and the earth you are thinking support, foundation, stability, safety, abundance, environment. And you think of the east and the air, and you think of, you know, what's, what's the air? What's the air in the body? The air is the mind. So to think of the thoughts, to think of the breath, to give acknowledgement to the breath, the, what, uh, the south and the fire, the spirit of the fire, the, the fire is like that fire of passion within your heart, the fire in your belly that allows you to show up living. And it's also the fire, which is the great creator and destroyer in so many alchemical teachings. And if there's anything that comes up that you wish to enliven or release, that you can offer it into the fire. And the west and the water being our blood, being our tears, being our sweat. And the water representing surrender and very intelligent fluidity is how I I do. I feel supported. As a creator and as a musician in particular, as a healer, I, I think of elements so often. Um, even in terms of how I take care of myself and how I take care of my relationships with people, like I might notice, okay, I'm kind of in a very watery element today and that's okay. I like being in my watermelon element or sometimes I need to be in a fire element, um, for survival or just to like lead a band practice or get my shit together. Um, and sometimes I, I need to be um, in earth and just be a space holder for somebody. But often, you know, oftentimes my goal is to get back to that center and be kind of evenly balanced, um, you know, with all the elements. But I acknowledge that when I need to be heavy in one element, like water to me is straight creation, straight artistry. And, and um, I, I kind of, if I'm in a safe spot, I let my earth kind of, kind of, you know, fall away a little bit and I allow myself to float away. Um, but then to a few hours later, I invite that earth to be more present in my body. And I'm always kind of like balancing myself out and looking at myself in an elemental setting. I put my bands together based on elements. Like if, if we're all fire in the band, you know, you're going to have some problems. <laughs> I'm going to have some problems. Like I got, problems. yeah. And like, you know, cause I'm, I'm a watery child, but in the band situation, I'm straight fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I need my earth surrounding me. Um, I think about it just very often. So I, there's just no, it's no coincidence that it, lineages of, of sacredness have, have just, given praise to these elements that create everything absolutely you and know consider you know the like the we're saying to make sure you properly nourish yourself that's the food that's the foundation to give yourself some time to breathe and be with yourself that's the air to give yourself some time to be with your fire your passion get clear on why it is that you want to share and give yourself time with the water the creation a moment of inspiration that allows your creativity to move through you these are elements that we're all tapping into in so many ways throughout the day and you could get real obsessive and really just have a good time with them. But at the base of it, like how you said, this is a very powerful tool to not only create the acknowledgement of humanity within a space, but to create an acknowledgement within humanity, within the environment that is supporting it. And just to give acknowledgement and thankfulness in every direction. They say like gratitude is just the ultimate key, of course. And to create a space of gratefulness where everybody feels welcome to show up. And when I say like all of me is welcome here for me, I strive to create spaces where whatever comes through you is perfect. If that means, you know, moments of silence or deep breath, or if tears created, or if there's anger that's created, because sometimes when you tap into this deep breath work or forms of chanting, or you move in a way to a certain rhythm, the body begins to heal itself. These, these rhythms, these vibrations, we know this, they work through the system and they create spaciousness and creating spaciousness. You got to empty out. So sometimes you have some emotional processes come up or you have some thoughts and knowing that it's all welcome. You know, it's not necessarily a conference space where everybody has to sit with their feet on the floor and you sit this way and you take notes this way. And this is how you need to be in the space. 
which has also served me at certain times in different ways of learning information. But for me to create a space where everybody feels welcome, and not only that, but everyone is completely necessary, considering that the space that you create is a living organism. So you play a part in it, and each and every person holds a role on that spectrum that creates that fully embodied experience. I guarantee there's one person there that's feeling some sort of grief, and there's one person there that's celebrating the greatest success they've ever had. There's one person there in utter confusion. There's one person in crystalline clarity and so on. Um, And to accept that all of this is present, not only within myself at any given time of the day or in any given moment, a little bit of each element in me, it's also present in the space. So to hold acknowledgement for that and to truly welcome that and to really mean that, (laughs) that is an art form. And especially in ceremony space and when you're working with prayer fields and ritualistic offerings, it can be really intense because when the emotions are invoked, all of me is welcome here. If somebody starts screaming, it has to be a container that allows them to feel supported, to release, but that also allows everybody else to feel safe in the space within their own energy. So it it is it is an art. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and exactly. And that's exactly, you know, why I felt like you were just such a good person to talk to about this, because you understand the art of energy and that energy is an art. Um, creating a space is is an art. It's not just a science. It's not a science. Um, and I, I, I think that a lot of people are timid about, or, or don't believe in themselves, um, to create kind of that, that really potent space. Um, because I think a lot of people have the misconception that you have to be this confident, confident, strong being, but in my opinion, I think it's the one—the ones who hold the tightest and most profound space aren't necessarily the ones who have the most confident, um, confident energy. But it's rather it's the ones that have the most faith that spirit or energy or whatever you call it will take over and hold the space, and that you are just kind of the conduit that opens up the floor for that. And I love what you said about each container being a living organism within itself. And I resonate so deeply with that because that's why I live to write songs. I live to write songs to share them live. Live is like my element. And every time I play a song for a different audience or a different person, the meaning and the essence changes. As I grow and I have more experiences in my life, the song remains the same, but the meaning keeps unfolding and unfolding and unfolding. So you teach these practices that are lineages upon lineages, but we're in a different time now so that it's continuously being being written. And expanding the meaning of it. Absolutely. And, and knowing that the song that you share one night brings most of the crowd to tears, where the next night you share it, there's like the sweetest laughter of nostalgia in the room. And knowing that all of that is completely welcome and how you're saying to be confident in the way that you share space is so much of it is just that deep trust. And for me, yes, like that is a deep trust of spirit. And for also for me, most of that deep trust of, quote, spirit is the trust I have with the highest piece of myself that knows why I am here living, breathing, and sharing, period. And whether that feels like a God for you or a specific name, a teacher, a specific aspect of yourself, anything in the in-between, just a trust that you can hold it, you know, to trust what is moving through you. And so much of that is the trust and, and the certainty you have in what you're sharing, the best presenters, speakers, teachers, artists I've ever met aren't people that think like, yeah, yeah, I'm the shit, I got this. But they're people that have studied this truth for long enough that they trust in the power of what it holds. And to have that type of trust in self, like the practice is there, the study is there, the listening is there, the trial is there, the humility is there, 
It has carved out the channel. It has carved out the mind to be able to swim in the consciousness of all you've already learned, ingested, understood, realized, broke down, forgotten, remembered again, that you can call upon in any given moment because you are that devout to it. So for me, it's like I, I can sniff it out for a second, especially with sales pitches and that kind of stuff. You could tell when a company is truly coming from a place of passionate service or when, when, when the intention is perhaps skewed and then they just kind of want your money like it, or a space of intention. Like I'm here to share this with you, or I'm here to sway you when it's a space of openness, when it creates spaciousness, the availability to be received is endless and it gives everybody the opportunity to receive it in their own way, whatever way they need it. I'm going to say one thing and each and every person in the room is going to hear it in their own way that is applicable for their own experience. Yeah. Rather than trying to, to push something on people, um, which people, whether they know it or not, see right through it, <laughs> rather mm -hmm. just kind of opening up the container um, for them to feel what they need to feel. But um, the last thing I wanted to touch on is actually personal. Um, let's talk about like personal ritual or like mm -hmm. um, personal space setting. So whether it's a songwriter sitting down to write a song, whether it's somebody who wants to sit down and meditate, whether it's somebody who doesn't even know what they know they want to like have some type of space for themselves or they, but they don't quite know what to do. What are, what's some advice um, you can give to people? Because I know you, you run into a lot of questions like this, mm -hmm. even in your women's group, you know, people will ask, well, how do I set up my space? And even how do I set boundaries mm -hmm. with myself, with family members who are in another room who I don't want to bother me? How do I set boundaries with my own mind and my own, you know, mm. self-loathing talk? And um, what do I do to create my own space? Like, forget the audience. I'm just in my bedroom right now yes. and I want to tap in. Mm, thank you. Because that's where it all begins, right? <laughs> exactly. I love to break it down to basics. What makes you happy? If you were a little kid, what would make you feel really safe in this moment? What colors would make you feel warm and comfortable? What smells would make you feel warm and comfortable? And do your best to paint that in your own space and to even create like a corner in your room or even like a little bag that you pull out, you know, with a little stool that you sit on or a specific candle that you light. Um, for me, having something specific, like a specific candle every time, or a crystal you sit with, or a pillow you sit on, or uh, a light that you turn on, it pattern interrupts the brain, and it tells the brain, okay, we're, we're doing something different. It's time for this. Which, you can also set a timer. I know that when I first started meditating and working in that way, I would, al I would always set a timer, just to say, that was the discipline. I'm giving myself this time to tune into this. And you begin to craft your practice. And many years growing up, I grew up in an Italian family, people are in and out of the house and they don't really care. Your privacy doesn't mean anything. I created my meditation space in my closet and I would literally go in my tiny closet and I would shut the door or I would know when to remove myself and let them know I'll be back in 20 minutes and I would go outside and creating that, that boundary for myself. Um, it's really a, a privileged time right now as wild as it is, but we are in a cocoon of spaciousness planetarily, globally, in the current state of the planet in this quarantine isolation period, there is nothing but spaciousness. So if you haven't already, highly encouraging you to begin to curate your space in a way that makes you feel really good. This doesn't mean getting rid of everything and going on a, you know, shop online ordering new things at all. This can mean simplifying, putting things away in boxes that don't excite you when you look at them anymore. Um, perhaps, yeah, changing the organization of the pillows on your bed or, you know, airing out your blinds, what, whatever it is, just to create a little bit more life within the space that you already have. And then to bring yourself to that space in a way that acknowledges, like, I am here to receive something new. And the thoughts that come through, the energies that come through, the lessons, the teachings, like everything that we're learning this opportunity for spaciousness, inviting you to 
study it. You know, if you have a journal, that's another huge tool that helps me immensely in, in personal practice, creating space for myself to get things out of my brain and to just create a more tangible experience for myself to journal them. Those downloads that come through when you're sitting in a moment of meditation, write it down. Have some, have some concrete foundation for what you're learning. Study it, question it, look at it, look at it from a new perspective. See if it bleeds into your art, how it touches the pieces of your own personal characteristics. Does it influence your communication with your family? Whatever it may be, this is an opportunity to create space to really hone your craft within yourself and then learning in how we share it. This is a space to share right now what we are learning, but first to go in and receive it for yourself. This is the deep time for practice and study. And the art that is being made at this time is pretty powerful because people are coming from that place of deep internal study. So as wild as it is, I am definitely making the most of it and really grateful for the spaciousness to be within my own space in a new way. And I hope I hope you guys are too. It's a perfect time to dial in a practice if you haven't already. Amazing. Um do you mind closing us out with um, a tiny little closing prayer? Mm-hmm. Love but to. first, I, I want to have you um, tell the listeners where they can find you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I operate most primarily through Instagram, and my Instagram is at Leah, L-E-A-H, live free, Leah live free. And I share all of my events online and in person in the link in my bio as well as my music some music videos some podcast links which this will be there and then the artistic content is in the feed and feel free to shoot me a message or my email is leahlivefree at gmail.com if you have some personal questions about uh, one-on-one voice activation or embodiment coaching i'm happy to support you in creating your own sacred space amazing thank you for tuning in Thank you, sweet love. We'll close us out with a with a little closing. Thank you. Just in respect as 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 it comes, so it goes, we open up a circle. So we close it just the same way that we started and just creating a nice nourishing breath within your body to create space again, checking in with your spine, finding that tallness, that steadiness. And an exhale that drops you right into the earth. Closing the circle as we give supreme thanks to the north, east, south, and west and the elemental archetypes that support them, the earth, the air, the fire, and the water, within and without me. Thank you for this opportunity to feel this alchemy as a living, breathing organism within me and outside of me in every direction, knowing that it is safe for me to exhale and feel safe here, to breathe in new life, to learn new ways, to ignite and invoke the passion within me, to create from here. And for all that was conjured in this space, thank you. We love you. We release you to all that's above and all that's to come, the future and the great mystery. Trust you. <laughs> to all that showed up in this space in wisdom, protection, and grace, angels, archangels, masters, ascended masters, those loved and lost, crossed over to the other side, the wisest of our line and lineage ancestrally. Thank you for showing up. And through the filter of unconditional love and unconditional love only, we release you. To all that's below, the past and the teachings of the deeps, thank you for the opportunity to swim in this side of my subconscious on this end of the spectrum. To all that I've learned here and all the strife that has built exactly who I am right now, anything that I cannot yet see, may you know I honor you and to any pieces that continue to make their way up into the light. Thank you. We love you and through the filter of unconditional and unconditional love only, we release you. To the vessel, Holy body, temple, open channel, thank you for showing up. All of you, return to your body. Steady, centered, grounded. A prayer that whatever was learned in this space or unlearned, any ideas, sparks of inspiration, any creation that comes from this portal that we have just gathered in together may be integrated within you on a cellular level and unfolded in supreme ease and graciousness to support you in your highest and most harmonious way of being, knowing that all that is done here is done in a good way. Prayers that the inspiration, the safety, and the spaciousness that we have carved within this container will contain 
continue to cradle you for your highest and best good. And with this, we say thank you. All of me is welcome here. All of you is welcome here. I love you. We really see. Aho, Aho. Naho, meaning my prayers are your prayers, and so it is, I hear you. <laughs> Aho. And so it is, I hear you.